0: Yeah, so you can get just right. one second. Then we
1: got the nice one there. Oh no, we'll leave it running. We'll get set up. Yeah, fuck yeah. And can get prepared just With just some pro- fucking Mexicans yelling outside. Okay. How some do I how, how, how do I do this? Uh, just, uh, I was just, so that's, yeah, take that bit maybe first. Yeah, if you me smoke and take that other no, bit. I'll take as much. Okay, as you can yeah, even then even i just smear it on banana and ate it. Just butter and banana and green. I'm gonna have to get some water.
0: <laughs> <laughs> tastes like dog shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is true. I am no Sandroigus when it comes to cooking.
0: Uh, I'm on my holidays. Can I take one of the fucking sweet drinks?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take. Yeah, you can take them anytime. They've been sitting there since uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Oh yeah. Yeah, he never, whatever. Yeah. He's keeping he his crew didn't drink them, and oh, none of us oh, are drinking still them. More beer in this oh, we got beers. Oh. We got it all. Um, we're gonna. You
0: can have a. You can
1: have that beer if you want. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't want it. But it's, but it's really good. This, um... I just want to work out later.
1: Oh, yeah, right. Just a little bit. We're going to settle in here. That, um, tell me about... Because we were just... Oh, wait. We should do an introduction first. Maybe we'll do an introduction. I'll do... I'll, anyway, this yeah. is my second podcast episode. Uh, I don't even have a name for the podcast yet. Fuck I was the like, name. Fuck the name. Doesn't matter. I was going to be either just the Lewis podcast or... Says a man. Says a <laughs> man. Yeah.
0: Cezanne man That's what we call
1: it. <laughs> or uh, the other one was just going to be comedy guy with Lewis. Comedy guy with Lewis. ezarin Yeah, sure. that was the other that's one. Was funny. like, how do people see me? What do they perceive me as? Oh, that's funny. You're that. It's always that comedy guy. Hey, you're yeah, the yeah, comedy yeah. guy. So yeah. maybe establishes it. So anyway, one of those two names because I haven't done episode one yet, where I'm going to talk about uh, what I do is like managing artists. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to talk about in this podcast. Basically, what's all the shit like behind the scenes? And not just like, oh, what happens in the backstage? But like, how does an artist get from nothing to getting somewhere? Uh And who are the people that they need along the way to help them? Because there ain't no, like, no one's telling you, no one's guiding you. And there's many ways through the entertainment industry. No one, like, no one, I'm almost of the belief no one's incorrect. Almost. Like, we're just making choices based off your own values. So are you out there... I don't know, selling shit in a shopping mall. Well, you just made a decision based on your values. It's not for me, but that's why you made that. You need money. Uh, no, thanks. For whatever you might need money for. So, yeah, but if you want to be a stand-up comedian and you want to, or you want to be, a, I, I don't know, a singer or a great guitar player or something, then you got to make choices in your career. Do you, uh, you know, are you going to do the Remy ad? No no offense to Remy. Or are you going to, you know, grind away <coughs> in the basement bar? fucking yeah. every Thursday, Friday, Saturday for the next year to get better at working crowds and you know but that's what you're going to do.
0: <coughs> that's always it, right? Compromise. Uh you compromise either your craft mm. or or your li- or your personal life. That's always it, right? Mm. Monetary gain versus, you know, but it's really easy. Uh, if you make that choice that everything I'm going to do from now on is going to be for my craft, mm. it's much easier, you know as you said, you make a lot of choices. I mean, as, as, mm-hmm. a, as an artist, I mean, you're basically self-employed. That's all you are, right? right you're self-employed yeah. and your money's uh, directly, I mean, connected to how good you are on your at your craft, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, but then up, when yep. you get to a certain level mm-hmm. where you suddenly have value, you start to make these choices where, yeah. you know, when you're not making nothing, yeah. Then you want to do that, right? Over, and that's, that's the shitty. hard,
1: yeah. And that, but that's also the hard choices because when you're young, absolutely. Actually, maybe I will take that ad, you know, because fuck, I got to pay rent. I'm hungry, and that's mm-hmm. maybe some of the harder times to absolutely to think about that. Sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But that's you know, when you're starting out, it's it, it's you don't even know if you're making good or bad choices because you don't uh-huh. know you know bad or good in the sense that you know me going to Canada bad in the sense of money. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing, money mm-hmm. and my personal life. I will be. Uh, away from uh, some of my best friends. I'll be away from the fucking family bah, 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 All that, mm. you know, and I'll still lose money. So there's very not too many upsides Apart from the belief, okay, this is gonna make me better as a stand-up comedian But but I made that decision, you know, a couple of years ago where I was like, you know, okay If I have a choice in my life mm. Let's see. Is it gonna make me a better comedian? If the answer is yes, I will do it 100% of the time so I can so that all almost gives me ease uh, ease of sleep you know where I mm. sometimes where of course you're a 26 year old man you know you're making you're thinking you know before you go to bed you're thinking about all the choices you've done and and you're thinking like should I be doing this shit you know still making Still being rough uh, in the sense of you know what what I should be making a, a monetary value. Sure, you know? at
1: that age and that what society Absolutely. expects of you. Absolutely. What's this,
0: exactly what society expects yeah. of you? What your bullshit parents tell you? All that shit. But it's not bad uh, to to have that. That's a natural thing. I want to sustain a good life. I want to I want to make the people around me you know uh, have a better life in the uh, in in so uh, so to speak
1: because so, you identified the big goal in it because you said you focused on a big goal yeah. a big place that you're trying to go and Absolutely. that's why that motivates you And when you. I
0: made that choice it's now it's much easier to to mm. to live with myself to go like Meh, well I made that choice you know okay. If I sometimes fuck up you know mm. I've fucked up tons with choice with choices making bad choices is all of been through my whole and that's life.
1: part of it though that's yeah show me that artist who isn't fucking up
0: but that one thing i've learned is is a bad choice is better than no choice because mm. people will go will people will avoid making choices so hard you know they'll go some people go five six years without actually making a choice you know they make a mm. commitment that they originally didn't want to do but they made that choice or in the sense that they didn't they didn't make that choice and that's what fucked them up that's why how they were made stay you know static because you didn't take any chances because that's mm. what I've done I've taken loads of chances and if somebody would tell me Oh, but you've been so lucky with the Uh uh-uh. I've <laughs> fucked up tons, tons bro. of
1: times. Right?
0: I've been, I, 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 I've lost my fucking money in a hotel in Cambodia. I've went to places with no money. I've fucked up. I've done career-wise, it's the same. I've done some gigs where I've uh, regretted it. I've done moves to scenes. You know, I went to, I went to Vietnam for a tour, and I just ate dick for the whole month. I had a really rough time at the gigs and I got mugged and I had some bad experiences. Uh. But all in all, I made that choice. Because in my head,
1: I thought this is going
0: to make me a better comedian. Mm. And that makes it easier to live with my mistakes as well.
1: Because you made that choice. Like, this go, is the moment. Yeah. I'm going to go all in. I go
0: back I go back into the airport where I was making those choices or whatever, whatever the scene. Yeah. And I think, wait, why did I make that choice? Oh, right. I thought that's going to make me a stand-up comedian, better mm. stand-up comedian. Mm. Even if it didn't or it fucked up, or that was a bad choice altogether. Fuck it. I'm making these choices you know and there's that's, when somebody... that's two
1: decisions one was i'm going to be a stand-up comedian to uh-huh. say i will pursue this thing whatever i'm going to do the second one is then filtering every choice after that through this and going does this get me to that goal absolutely better faster or at all absolutely and that does at least narrow down your choices a lot it still doesn't tell you if something's great to do necessarily but it really limits it a really? whole lot.
0: it limits it so it limits it i mean in a vast you know, because that's a lot of pressure also to do to, you know, what do we want to do in my life, you know? So many people don't know and mm. that's the issue, right? But also they, you know, maybe they have some ideas in their head, but that's the exact thing of they don't want to make that choice, you know. Mm. Like, all right, you wanna do comedy? There's you know, back all right, back in the day when <laughs> I when I started, when I started getting interested in comedy, see I didn't know you guys were I mean, it was parallel. Yeah, But I was also up. scared. I was scared. I showed up to uh, one of Comedy Stonia's open mics. It was yeah? Legend.
1: Oh, yeah, with Legend. Oh, shit. Wait, that was the ple- Wait, Legend? That was the opposite of the university? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I that was Oh, go- shit.
0: Bro, my first bird so- <laughs> And I bombed, man. And I got scared of those choices, you know. Okay. You know, in my head, mm. I was like, I want to be a comedian. All right. I want to be a That was my first thought. I want to be a comedian, you know. That was. And, and not. I want to be a comedian as I am now in the sense that I already have some sort of path in mind. No, I was just mm. a random thought walking down the street. Oh. Uh, maybe I want to be a comedian. You know, I've always been a fan of stand-up comedy. Fine, let's try it. So that's immediately a choice.
1: Okay, there's a first choice. There's that immediately inkling. a choice. Yeah,
0: okay. And I flunked it immediately. I, <laughs> I didn't make a choice for yeah, yeah, a year okay. after that leg like, Wow, and,
1: I, I don't remember the timeline because I know you were coming oh, and going and I kind absolutely. of forgot that timeline yeah, yeah, a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was, Fuck, I, that was a
0: year. Yeah so so I was like mm. yeah I won't you know do anything now or or in the sense that I am but I don't want to make that choice okay you know yeah, yeah. in my head I'm like I want to do this maybe 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 yeah I definitely want to do something mm. so I found that ex- so what happened is my my you know brain you know eventually ended up with a che- with, with so to speak a cheat code cuz I ended up in Australia yeah. because of a girl and mixed martial arts. Those are the two reasons I ended up in Australia, Mm. right? But, so now there's the cheat code because I accidentally, not accidentally, kind of, I googled that Melbourne was the best comedy scene. Right, so
1: you've made a little subconscious choice there, right? It keeps coming out.
0: So that choice already knocks on the door, you know, and it adapted until it made me because in Melbourne, when I go to an open mic, nobody knows me. In Estonia, if I bomb, yeah. everybody knows <laughs> yeah. that I sucked.
1: Your it. fucking grandmother in the back booing you. Yeah. She's the one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Everybody's <laughs> going to hear, oh, I'm going to show up to work. Yeah, right. Everyone's going to go through it's your over. set.
1: They're already watching the feed. Yeah. They're it's already over. on Delphi. Some so that's the fear. 20 angry guys in Voodoo already.
0: So that's the primary fear for not doing, com- for not doing mm. that choice, right? Oh, I feel that. But so now strong, you right? remove that fear. But I still had a choice, you know. I could go to work in Australia, make a lot of money. Mm. I could with with, the, with two years in Australia. I know guys that have made 250 $2. grand, you know. And that was Fuck. that was a couple of years ago when Australian dollar was strong. Mm. But all they did was hustle at a cotton farm, you know. Oh yeah, yeah cotton yeah, yeah. gin. You know, we
1: hear all about those stereotypes in Australia. Yeah, we know and then you th- go backpackers. Back-
0: yeah, it's backpackers. Yeah. You live with six fucking people in an <laughs> elevator. I mean, that's all it is. <laughs> You work 18-hour shifts. You get overtime. It's mm. like 80 bucks an hour overtime, mm. right? On Sundays, you can get 100 an hour. Jesus. Yeah.
1: That's got just, a, a dollar a minute. That's going to motivate you. You're going to be looking at your watch going, on and you
0: switch off Yeah. for those two years. Mm. So, I mean, so to speak, switch off. Yeah, you, you, still, you go to Bali every once in a while. You meet some nice Australian. <laughs> but in the back of your mind, you're on a mission, so to speak, right? Yeah, yeah. But those two years, you know, and you've made that choice. That's a strong statement to do. So, but... So I eventually, in, already in the beginning, as, as soon as I did that open mic, I realized that I'm going to make this choice mm. that I'm not going to make money, which was my original plan: make some money and then see okay. what happens, right? Yeah. Where I was like, in my head, I was, uh, so I had a choice mm. in my head, at least who knows if I'm going to make a lot of money in my head. I was like at least 200 grand, right? So let's say <laughs> 200 grand, right? Uh. Two years of my life.
1: Mm. That's basically Okay, sure. Mostly. Yeah, okay, right. You're, you're a young person, yeah. you're going to work because I want to have a build a future, right? And also,
0: I was, yeah, exactly. I was young and my rebellious spirit was, so to speak, not to sell my time. You know what yeah. they say. So, in that sense, I didn't really enjoy, I didn't really like that choice. But everything in my life seemed to be steering towards that choice. Mm. You know, uh, I don't know, all my jobs, bartending, that mm. was because of money. Mm. You know, I made, th- I did that choice just because of money. Mm. Stuck around there for a couple of years. Got offered some, uh, uh, like a, a job in India as a gym instructor only for cash. But India is also exciting, but they also offer the good money. But mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a gym instructor. But then slowly okay. I ended up in Australia because of a girl, and also uh, I just wanted to, you know, and, and that money mm-hmm. still, you know, it was all steering towards that thing.
1: That this it's is a huge driver, money, and it really fucks with your brain. It is. A lot.
0: So for six years, all of the ship has been going towards the money thing, whereas mm-hmm. you know I've still been doing MMA. I still want to do that, but that has shown zero, <laughs> zero. I mean, yeah, yeah sure, so right. The things
1: you love and not so usually still the
0: Absolutely, pay. mixed martial arts was the thing, but I always mm-hmm. knew I have to do that s- sacrifice uh, for that money or whatever, you know. So, so mm-hmm. I, so I already felt that you know that kind of resentment towards towards work, maybe, you know. You know, I started feeling a resentment towards uh, authority. Okay, it was,
1: but that's an amazing concentration of your passion from an early age, right? That you. Because you, you, I would then say, look, hearing that story, you have still rebelled against society much more than the regular person. Absolutely. The regular person's already gone to the university. They, they're 100%. at the job with the accountancy already. So you've already, there's already a level of you which is exactly. rebellious, which you're not going to accept it. And that was, was coming up. I was up a, a
0: horrible employee.
1: <laughs> because I was a
0: piece of shit. Yeah, right. That's the reason. Because I was a horrible, I hated waking up. I was late. I mean, if, you, if, you, if you'd make a chart... I was late 30% of the times I worked as a bartender, 100%. That's just, that's just what happened. It's not because I slept in or something like that. It's because I fucking hated work and I did everything to avoid it. I took 40-minute shits, you know, that's what I did. I went to the bathroom. I put, I don't know, I scrolled whatever the fuck apps were, uh, were uh, available back then on those first iPhones. I took selfies in my I sent it to my friends you know yeah. I watched some fucking fights maybe I did everything I could to avoid that.
1: So you're already getting. I I had that eventually as well. Like a I, lot of people, yeah, do. you get it eventually, and whether it comes sooner or later. A lot and of. you seem to be kind of that art or the stand up was just there on the side, just enough that it could keep coming into your life a little bit. And I saw,
0: you know, and the whole time I've been seeing people next to me doing a great job because that's a that's a terrible attitude to have. Now that I look back on myself, mm. what I mean by saying piece of shit, I was a terrible imp- I was a terrible person, you know, in the sense that you know. If you're an employee and you come into your workplace with the idea of how can I basically waste my time okay, just yeah. sitting in a fucking bathroom like a loser, mm. you know, I mean, I saw people next to me becoming shift managers within two years, yeah. making double the money, already becoming fucking not shift manager, then going on to another place and then finally pursuing their dream. Right. But because I had this resentment towards the whole thing, mm. uh, and I also, I was a piece of shit, so my solution was, I'm just not going to do anything, really. Uh. And I'm going to try to wizard. I, I was a good... Listen, uh, there was a point where, you know, the bartender where, where I was working, uh, where the place I was working at, the manager called me one morning and said, mm. oh, you're fired, right? Wow, You've got yeah. a month to leave, because, you know, we've just been waiting to fire you. And I knew it coming. Mm. You know, a lot of people, when they say, oh, I got... F- uh, it's unbelievable that i got fired yeah. i mean i'm mm. always like is it is it
1: <laughs> do you really love that job Although i don't that, think it I'm, it, yeah.
0: I'm sure it happens but let's mm. be
1: honest yeah right and i knew you knew in your heart of hearts right because you were unsure yeah. about where you were so going, i had the last month to,
0: so i had yeah. the last month to be there right yeah and i've never been you know they because as a bartender that's a performance-based job mm. that's a literally performance-based job okay. How much can you sell okay, per hour? We can yeah. see that, you know. Okay,
1: yeah, that's very finite tracking. Yeah, 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 right. we see, can see. Not that. many people get that finitely tracked. So
0: everybody got diplomas. Everybody got free. Uh, 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 my girlfriend at the yeah. time, uh, I was dating her. She worked at that place. She was shift manager. She got a free holiday for two weeks in France Right. she sold the most steaks mm. one month. That's all. And those are things that are happening constantly around me but i have the you know that egocentrism maybe a little bit not to really address that to be mm-hmm. like what am i really doing here so years just kept going past i was making good money sure. but not really and I was never good at anything, really. So, so I knew I had the last month. So, what I did was I knew oh, I'm gonna have to get a lot of money to go to Thailand. That was my plan to go okay. to Thailand to do Thai boxing.
1: Right, because you were. Are we already interested in MMA? Very and okay. Very. That was interested my whole thing. That was. Right. I wasn't drinking. So you've got these strong other things. You've got that strong influence, which is MMA, which yeah. is a sport. Absolutely. Which is, but you haven't quite yet worked out how to make something of it, or what is in. Haven't it or, worked
0: out slash didn't want to make that choice
1: again. The choice. See? Okay.
0: You're a 20 year old young man. You're pretty athletic, mm. but you're down on your scorecards. I'm not an Olympic gold medalist. I'm not nothing. I started MMA only. A couple, I was started when I was 15, so that's five years ago. Mm. So I've been. So for five years, I was pushing away that choice. Mm. Like, what are you doing, bartending? Stop bartending. Go to your coach. Look him in the face. Go listen. I want to be an Olympic gold medalist. I want to be a world champion. I want to go to the UFC. Give me a fucking mattress in the corner of this gym. I, I won't be making any money. I'll fight as often as I can. There's the, No coach would ever go, no.
1: Right. right. It sounds similar to stand-up. If someone comes to me but and I says, I want to, I to that do that it. But I didn't want to choice because mm. I like
0: gold watches. I like girls. I like drinking. No, not drinking. Actually, not drinking. Party. Right? Yeah, I get I like you. It. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that, that was... So it's hard to give up on that so stuff for you, you do in entertainment exactly. industry well, so as well.
0: Already, I'm pushing the choice away mm. and I'm feeling guilty about that. So anyway, I have a month to go, and what I did was I just started selling like a motherfucker. Yeah, I took every shift. I I, I skipped practice for a, for a month from uh, because I needed money. Right. to move to Thailand.
1: Okay, so you're trying to save so you can get those incomes. Yeah.
0: Next month we have a meeting. Boss Evelyn looks at me and she she goes, "All right, before we start this meeting, I gotta I gotta say something. <laughs> the fuck happened here?". <laughs> and then she showed me the chart i sold 788 steaks the second place was 300 something i doubled the amount of steaks i sold steaks to i, I spoke finnish for the first i hate speaking finnish yeah. i spoke finnish for the first time because finnish customers would go in oh, yeah. and they would go i want a steak and i go listen this steak is 288 grams of the best brazilian malpaka, <laughs> but it's 280 great grams you're a big man my friend how about we double that so, what I did was I sold two stakes, <laughs> but then I gave them 20% discount, which I wasn't supposed uh, to do. Yeah, I, wasn't but, supposed to do uh, I wasn't supposed to do that. But stakes counted, not the money. The stakes counted for that competition. So you found the system. You
1: worked out the so metrics in the system. You'll be judged upon. Right.
0: And then what happened was I continued to work another year, raised my salary, doubled my salary. I got 8 euros an hour. I, yeah. made, I, I put aside maybe a grand, 1,000 a euros a month i was able Fuck. to put on the side and live like a doctor i was like go on dates and all that <laughs> shit i had a good life that year actually
1: and i was yeah like, and, and uh you See, know that was the time that was the thing when this guy but because you knew it was coming so that's true and you so, understood you knew it was coming so that, you was the,
0: so that was the first time i was like wait a minute i'm not a retard because i because <laughs> i did this month mm-hmm. so i did this i was surprised yeah at that statistic, I wasn't planning. Yet. But you haven't. But that. Thing so in that my head, in. I was like, maybe I'm not dumb. I'm just, yeah. you know, my drive is in the, you know, my drive is in the, the, uh, different places. But mm-hmm. in MMA, I was also, but that that also went to my, you know, I I went to practice three times a day. Yes, I did, mm-hmm. but was I making the right choices? You
1: know. Okay, the right practice. Did I have? The,
0: did I need that one week off? No, no, I didn't. But I wanted to work at a festival to get more money. Mm-hmm. So. You know, constantly making these choices of, all right, I'm gonna go a month without practice. Why did I do that choice just to make that money? But that money was to go to Thailand to do more MMA.
1: Okay, well,
0: it's very see. Yeah. Okay. This is a very malleable dream. That's that's mm. also what a lot of people have. They have malleable dreams, which is yeah. bullshit. Yeah. That's lying to yourself. I wanted to go to Thailand to fuck bitches and knock people out. Yeah. No. See, that's what I wanted to in do in my mind. Right? In mind. But I didn't want to be a world champion. I didn't want to answer that question, you know. Mm, okay. Because
1: wanna... you can just live again. Just live, you know, train, exactly. hook up. It's going to be fine. And you don't have to go anywhere with it again. See, exactly. So thing. that's yeah. an easier
0: dream than okay. the dream to be in a basement with, with dogs and fucking, yeah. and clean the mats every night at mm. the gym. Be first. See, I w- and, and I was always late to practice also. See, it's a malleable dream. Right. I wanted to be a fighter so badly, you know. It was a very emotional thing for me. I cried every time I lost a match. I loved it. Mm. But it was a malleable dream. That was a bullshit dream. You
1: You could do it just enough just to satisfy something inside of you. Exactly. And then go, here I am and that's all right.
0: And that made me realize, you know. But it
1: satisfied something inside of you, clearly not something deeper. Yeah. There was something else going on there that has made you want to do that. That's made you snap out of that.
0: Maybe something deeper. But I also think the dream... I think it was strong, but it's my character that was the fault. I wasn't i wasn't a man. I was a boy making choices, you mm. know, in the sense of... And I don't mean it in a masculine way. I mean a boy in the sense that I mm. didn't think that any of my choices had consequences, you know. You know, I want to be a fighter. I, and I want it. to be Doesn't a fighter, yeah. I'll do that. You know, mm. wait a minute, I trained three times a day, you know, I should be why i'm not i not mm. nailing these competitions well it's very easy you're three uh you're training three three times a day well, what are you doing on the other times right sure. are you i mean are you late to practice what are you doing at those practices it's very so,
1: so just, this process of you changing yourself and changing your character it, it sounds like trying to change trying to change you get it because you make it sound like when they first wanted to fire you that was a moment like oh fuck but you knew it was coming so that sort of wasn't a, like a big bang but a spark that gets you along the way absolutely because discipline makes discipline so you had a month and then you look and go fuck i'm not a piece of shit
0: exactly. i actually
1: made this month that's just one month who cares it's four weeks That's nothing right yeah but that was enough to just push you through four weeks and you could go yeah i've got an achievement then you have got boom another year of great work on top of that so yeah exactly so that was like it talks about the first steps i think like yeah how absolutely that dream seems so big and I often have to tell myself like, don't worry about it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Why am I here? Just do it. That was exactly you're in that moment. It's that show you don't want to go to, but you made a commitment to do it. Like last night, I did not want to go to Ux Coig. Mm-hmm. I was, I sat down on my bed. We'd been away for three days and I was like, I just want to sit here and play video games. Mm-hmm. And I'm re- even kind of regretting it riding there. But as soon as I was into it, I love it. As soon as I'm there and I felt how that made me better. So what that's making me do is address why did I think that? And maybe I need to just address that in that moment. It'll help me get out of it. And also,
0: if you would have been home, right? Mm. What would have happened is what happens to me as well. We were alike in the sense that what would have happened to both of us, we would have sat in that bed and regretted not going. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So that's also not making a choice. Mm. As a man, you should go, I'm tired today. I'm depleted in energy. This is going to diminish my performance as a man or as a person. It's not going to be beneficial. I'm going to stay at home. That's a man making a choice. Or, or or you being like, all right, I feel tired, but it's just because I'm a little bit of a bitch ass. Yeah. Let's get up and do this, right. right? That's also a man making a choice. Mm-hmm. But that middle field is where, you know, my whole life I've spent, you know, where you're, you don't want to say no, you mm-hmm. don't want to say yes. And when you don't say yes, you regret you can justify
1: things and write them off easily. Yeah, exactly. So, easily. So,
0: so this is the whole thing, right? This my, is what... valuable dreams. You know? Right.
1: How do... Uh, I struggle with knowing how much of a reward should I give myself for something. So I've done one part. Like in my mind, I know, get some, go again, let's go again. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you feel like, I want to, I don't know, have a night out. Or I want to get a new pair of shoes or some shit like that. And I think I struggle a little bit to know, like, how much do I indulge me and go, okay, you did a good job. Maybe you do need a new pair of shoes. They're eight fucking years old, look like a piece of crap. Or going, no, bro, they're fine. Fucking get out there and just do it. Yeah. That balance is really tough for me right now. Absolutely. And that, I think, is actually, that's one of the reasons why with Comedy Estonia, I'm bringing in someone to help with the finances, and it sounds super fucking fancy. Oh, we're going to have an accountant or a financial controller. Yeah, for the piece of shit listening to this. Right, like, yeah. Well,
0: our, our actual business person, that sounds... Pretty like fucking a, normal. Yeah. That yeah, sounds yeah. pretty <laughs> fucking normal.
1: It is normal. I need it as well. For, I need someone... Because I'm if, I'm if I'm the boss, right? If I legally own that company, you know, the, the money's coming and going. I could go like, yeah, maybe I do want a pair of shoes uh, this week. Mm-hmm. And then next week, I'm like, you yeah, know, I want a pair of jeans. I'm like, no, I don't need all that shit every week. It's just me getting soft, thinking that I deserve some reward for that. Like,
0: Absolutely. I would
1: say after uh, coming back and doing stand-up now, writing a new kind of short set, that's the fucking reward. When you get it right, you don't really need to keep plugging yourself with rewards. Absolutely. And that can be physical, like I want to buy myself a pair of shoes or it can be drugs. I'm going to take some more weed tonight and zone out. Like, We, we should smoke weed because it's fun exactly because it's fun not because i'm like oh it's been a long day exactly. and i can gotta unwind exactly. it's not even the best way to smoke weed you have way more fun you're having a good day you're off having an adventure oh everything's great exactly so yeah i gotta take i gotta do this thing all right you do, do that one, one.
0: Uh, we're gonna have a
1: pee break i gonna play a little music right now let's play james brown the boss
0: you know okay I, let's I do that in that song he said you gotta pay the price ah, to be two. the boss james brown the Get one here down. we go baby
2: To Beautiful. Having fun, I got money to put Having fun, I got money to put Having fun, I got money to put Cause I paid the cost
1: Alright, we're having it here. We got some stuff going on. I love when people yeah, haggle me. Yeah, you like it? I kind of like it. I miss that. I guess that's not something so common in Estonia. Like, I'm more used to it in Australia. Russian. Oh, Russian. Yeah, okay. Russian. Dude, No, only, not 150. No, no, maybe 10 euro. Like, yeah. Uh, what they'll open up is, yeah, they'll tell you
0: what you don't know. <laughs> they don't always do that.
1: Mm.
0: You know, like yeah. you have something on sale, they go, no, yeah. it is old.
1: Yeah, it's old one. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is a uh, model. <laughs> <laughs> Try to talk, yeah, talk, yeah. It down. They, yeah. The opposite of a salesman. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I love, uh, cause I buy all these old video games. I love like, there's always some dude in last time selling me like an Xbox 360 game. I, yeah. I don't ask no questions about where it came from. He comes downstairs to some Khrushchev apartment. I get the stuff we leave. It's great. Remember when I got the MacBook?
0: Yes. I got it off some Armenian dude.
1: Yeah. He, I love that. Um, mm-hmm. it's a
0: small shack, right? The yeah. store is like, I mean, it's like fucking small, like a bathroom that mm-hmm. he has as a store. And I walk in there, and there's just behind him. There's a safe. He opens the safe up, and it's just from bottom to the top, it's MacBooks on top of one another. (laughs) Yeah, in this safe, in small like like envelopes, like brand new, uh, like uh, paper envelopes. Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. And then just Macbook boxes, but they're brand new, all of them. but no boxes, right? Exactly. The fuck, brand new
1: where they come from mate? yeah yeah yeah
0: they fell off truck <laughs> yeah. we all know that yeah right? Right, right yeah whatever it is we all know it's not mm. you know fell off a truck a plane some guy missing. back in some guy's car was pounded on the street wherever something happened yeah right? and that's why i'm getting half off right yeah. and i remember this estonian guy like with glasses and shit like he was like a nerdy type like i'm mm-hmm. not not nerdy like he knew it but he knew macbook right sure and he was looking for the iwatch and there were brand new boxes yeah. with 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 the uh, everything and it was really cheap i remember <laughs> And he's asking, uh, what do I do if, with what, what the fuck you think? By the fucking watch. What do you want? Yeah, he was just asking all these questions. And this guy was looking at him like, hey, do you need me to spell it out? Because <laughs> that's how he sold. Right, when, he, yeah. when he sold the MacBook, he said, oh, everything is fine. Everything is mm. fine.
1: How do I put it to you? I don't work in the Apple store.
0: Yeah, everything is fine except... Don't do the Apple one year. Well, oh, because that's what the dude yeah, asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that's what the dude asked. He was like, uh, Well, uh, if I if I go to uh, UK, what, uh, it will be fine?
1: No. I don't know, bro. I don't you, know, can bro. Go, you can go to the UK. I won't be here in a week. So it doesn't matter. It says cash only. Why do you think? It says cash only. What do you think? Right. In which case, we know you've got a thousand euros sitting in your pocket. So stick him up and he fucking rolls you and boom, it's gone. Exactly. He's moved the location. <laughs> exactly. Exactly we're having another bit what we're having some more having yes some more? We, we have us do it absolutely more to smoke.
0: absolutely absolutely having a bit what, of what were we talking about uh General. we're talking about
1: <laughs> choices i was and i was talking about like yeah my my choice was okay i was feeling you have choices every time right and you were you were so correct when you said just make a fucking choice no matter what it is, it won't be that bad. The bad choice is always better. Always than, no, than choice. no choice.
0: Because I lived, because I lived that five years of no choice, right? From fifteen to twenty, no yes. choice, and that was my first choice. And then a couple of years later, I mean, twenty three, twenty four is when I actually was like, yes, I'm gonna just make this one.
1: But choice. I wonder where, like, because you talk about it. Oh, yeah. sorry, bro. no worries. Bro. Um, like, I went on another path. Yeah, I also came to art and comedy late. It wasn't until I was 25 did I even step into a theater. I, I never knew nothing about theater or art or, or anything before. I used to listen to stand-up as a kid, listen to sketches and stuff. So, you know, but in that time, so it's kind of maybe a similar time to you, but I had gone to university and got a job, but somehow society judges me as like, oh, I was doing the right thing. I was doing something. I don't really fucking love it, but I was doing it anyway. Oh, you're making money. That's a career. So no one's questioning me. I was, and I'm almost yeah. not, I'm not saying it's like a different way, a different thing I had to break out of because I don't know, you could look around and go, I need to do something with my life. I look around and go, I am doing something in my life and I still fucking hate it. Oh, what, am I, what else am I going to do? Same. Yeah. You exactly. got to make that choice to get I, out of it.
0: And you said very correctly that on paper, I was going to work. I was making money. Right. But I wasn't no
1: no. With i was life. sitting on
0: my ass doing nothing reading tweets <laughs> sharing dumb shit right watching pictures like and that's that's what i mean by as a boy right it's yeah because i don't think my because mm. i don't think of the consequences i just think eight hour shift let's get through this
1: okay bam bam
0: bam yeah and i'm not saying them some fucking marine gonna when i'm gonna have to i'm not saying that uh, yeah i have when i when i have work right now i'll, I'll do it like a fucking marine does I'll get up 8 a.m and do everything no i'm not saying that mm. that it was some revelation of mine that that's that's always you know when people talk about revelations i'm very skeptical okay because you know as you said discipline discipline breeds discipline right mm-hmm. but the same thing is those choice makings breed other choice makings and mm. you know i had just that was just the one incident of me Working there, doing that month where I got the fucking bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, ended up keeping that job. Right. But for two or three years later, still no realization of anything. It takes really.
1: time, right? Okay, but it's step by step. Like you exactly. didn't even see, like sometimes now I can, I've done, you made enough choices mm-hmm. that I go, okay, I don't know the middle ground of this, but I'll just step into it. Where well, you just stepped into it. You don't even know yeah. that end point yet. You just know something like there's something inside of you like, fuck, I got to get this together Some moment comes, whether it's I got to quit my job, I got to do something about it. And like, even for me, I talk about like, oh, I used to work in IT and earn money. And now I fucking tell dick jokes. Like, But that also wasn't a choice just one day either. I'm trying to think of how I... No, it was... It's multiple. It's multiple choices. I came to the theater first and it was still another year before I quit my job. And even then, I was still doing part-time consulting. Like, I got to make some money somehow. And... I think it was even so much the social programming of my job that like I've been told, go to school, go to school, go to Mm -hmm. school, get the job, get the job. You're going to work your way up the ladder. We're not quite sure. Once you get a good job, we're not quite sure what happens. We think you just get a house and that's it. But there's kind of no plan for most of these people. There's no plan at a certain level, get the job, get to the position and then it's it. But I was still like working on the side. And even for years, I would do something artistic for a year and then go, oh uh, fuck I'll, I'll just go back and do some IT stuff you know I'll exactly. a job especially by that stage I was in Sweden and just fucking throwing all these Swedish crowns everywhere beautiful Swedish people working in offices you're like oh I'm gonna be just like you know those pictures of uh, of stock photos and they see people drinking a cappuccino in, a, in an office or something they're just yeah. taken in a Swedish office absolutely and I walked in I was like a, a, a chick just going like oh fainting when she sees Bieber or something I saw these beautiful Swedish people working in a stock beautiful office and I'm like Oh, this is like the dream, like the heaven—the all the Scandinavian furniture and the lights coming in the windows, all soft—and these consultants that was walking my around thing looking with professional. And I saw somebody with a nice watch. Right, okay. that was my
0: thing as well, you know. Because as a bartender, I work in a restaurant where people drink wine. Yeah, that's all bullshit, right? Yeah. They like to lean back, and you know, mm. <laughs> and those people like watches. Exactly, and so that yeah, was yeah. my influence as well. And then, bar, you know, you're in that environment of mm. partying and just spending your life away. So sure. that—that's also like. I saw that and mm. I wanted that but I didn't want to work. Right. See, that's the thing. You want to dream but you don't want to And also you that,
1: wanted you something know? very specific which is a watch. You didn't want like yeah, you don't true. just get you're not just that's a ghetto thing. Yeah, but, but it's the
0: same mindset with MMA. Okay. I wanted Why? to I wanted to be in front of 8,000 people hmm. knock some motherfucker the fuck out. Okay. Eyes roll back blood everywhere. Sure. I want to lick my gloves get on the fucking cage scream 8,000 people lose their minds. Okay. That's so, what I was wanting. But you know what I didn't want? I didn't want to be in the gym mm. 3 a.m. doing those extra rounds, you know, hustling. I didn't want to go to uh, 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 a physiotherapist. Mm. to. I, want, I just wanted to bench press and box. Right? <laughs> you know, not up at 3 a.m. So, yeah, right. so that's also a malleable dream, right? Mm. I want that part. I want yeah. the nice watch. I want that part. But I don't want to...
1: Almost by that definition, all dreams are malleable in that way. All absolutely. of them are. All those, like they are the things that can take us off course. Oh,
0: absolutely. And
1: how much of that dream do you really want? Absolutely. Anything could be. Every time, the MMA, the comedy, I wouldn't quite, you couldn't quite get into it until I guess at some stage you came to the realization, none of this is working. I'm no closer to doing yeah. any of those well, things. Well,
0: it was, it, that's what I was saying that when I went to Australia, when I went to Melbourne, it was so funny that... Mm it's almost like stand-up kind of fucking just kept following me around in the sense that, you mm-hmm. know, I did one gig here, yeah. bombed. Then I did two, uh, th- you know, the other. yeah I did that or something. Oh, yeah, Nord. <laughs> bombed
1: terribly. I did it like well. three
0: times. I think I did it three times. I did Gahegnese <laughs> That was before Europe. My, anyway, right, there yeah. were all these bullshit things that were kind of just ha- kept happening, mm-hmm. you know. Like the first time, my first gig happened to be across the street from the bar I was working at because the former employee of that bar was now the manager and said, hey, you're a really funny security guy because you did security at that place before I was a bartender. Oh, that's right. And then they go, yeah, Yeah. you're a funny guy. Do you want to do comedy? And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'll do the MMA Mm -hmm. and then HBO. (laughs) <laughs> on the side sure because I watched Louis C. K. and he's just funny and he talks yeah he is and I'm a funny yeah. I crushed last night in front of three drunk fucking Finnish guys and they gave me a 50 euro tip
2: <laughs> mm.
0: so I did that gig then I did Norris bombed it was terrible then I did your open mic bombed because I didn't know anything about comedy nothing so then I went to Thailand Bangkok I was there for a while did some boxing saw an open mic you know, Bangkok Comedy Club yeah, did yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it went pretty well. Mm. Then I went to Melbourne yeah. to see Comedy Mecca. Or so it just kept fucking following me around.
1: What about that? Like, Because I this thing where you're out of your culture, you said that that made you... Like yeah. you could short-circuit the fucking things that were telling you to not do it. That or bullshit excuse. That's the social world. Well, welcome to my I fucking life in Estonia. Excuses, but mm. when
0: I went to Melbourne, I almost put my back against the wall mm. because I'm in Australia. I don't want to work. I don't know. <laughs> MMA was... I always knew, mm. to be honest, you know, before I quit, uh, like kickboxing and all that, that last year, I always knew that it's, that it's over. I almost felt like I did working at that bar, you know, mm. where I got the call. I kind of knew, I just knew, you sure. know, it's just my physical talent, uh, the, the results from competition, the love for the grind wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Things, I just knew things weren't clicking, right? So then I, so then, but... Then I almost put myself in Melbourne to be like, you've done comedy a couple of times. You're in the grand mecca of comedy in this country. There are comedy clubs all around you. You have a supportive girlfriend that always tells you you're funny, all that. You're in a fucking environment. Nobody knows you. My back's against the wall. Mm. If I would have bitched out there, I would have never done comedy okay. at that moment. That's,
1: and that's a huge uh, promise to break to yourself as huge well in promise. that moment. that Huge would be- promise. Yeah, you 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 just kind of resign yeah. yourself to being a piece of shit after that. Like, yeah, I was good. This and I bombed. Thing I do it.
0: And I went to a gig, and I bombed six, seven times more.
1: Mm.
0: What didn't feel good. Then I had some good gigs, About and then yeah, about twenty gigs in. I've been there for a month in Melbourne. I was like, I'm a fuck the two hundred fifty thousand, <laughs> fuck the money, fuck the farms. Okay. Yeah. Right. So told, in that in that one month, and I told you my girlfriend, yeah. I told my girlfriend, I'm sorry, I don't want to make any. You know, our plan was maybe to make some more money, go to Bali, live there for a year, like I did in Thailand, and put some money oh, away. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so, so something like that. Sure. That sounds See, like a nice life. But exactly, well, yeah. prolong my dream. So, yeah. and I was like, oh, then then I go to Bali mm. and make all this money. I'm gonna get a nice watch. I'm gonna make. Right. It, I'm, but I'm also gonna do MMA. But you know what? I'm gonna set up an open mic. No, yeah. you're not.
1: <laughs> But oh, you will, but you'll do none of these things very I'll do well. None right? of these things, yeah, no, yeah.
0: and uh, and uh, so I told her. I was like, "Yep, that's what I want to do." She was like, "Great, uh, fuck, fuck yeah, I'll find another job." You know, okay. eventually we split apart. But like six months later, because we came as a relationship does, we came to a point where I was like, "This is, I want to stay here." She wanted to travel. We worked it out, but I just remember like. Yeah, that like 20 gigs in, maybe a month in. In my head, I was like, wow, I haven't made any money this past month. And I feel amazing. Okay. Poorest I've ever been.
1: I feel great. These gigs are good. Just one month is all it took for you to get that feeling. Or enough of that discipline that you've done it enough times to go 20 times. Because people forget that the schedule that we keep in Estonia, yeah, we do a fuck ton of shows. But... (laughs) If you're in any other big city in the world... Multiple gigging... shows a night. Exactly. Multiple nights. So you can easily turn over. 20 I... gigs a month is nothing.
0: I did 12 a week. I mean... But I was known as... fucking. They call me the dog. And this okay, and this you're thing. going for it. Yeah, I was everywhere. Mm. Everywhere. And I remember... I was everywhere. I was early. I was the last guy out. Fucking everywhere. Did every gig... A gig started to go... I remember like... A, like a, Almost when that year started to go... That year went past quick. Mm. I remember thinking like... I'm still poor as shit. Done comedy. Comedy and comedy. And I was like... Fuck. This was the first... This is the first point in my life... Where I felt I have full control of what I do. Mm. I said no to that money. Mm. You know that potential money. Yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah, 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 I said no to that. Oh. And I took this... Now that's a man. I took my... I put my back against the wall. I did what I had to do. And I just did comedy. I enjoyed it. You know, gigs were good. Gigs were bad. Who gives a fuck? But I did something. Yeah. And and, I, and that choice felt way better than the six or seven years of bullshitting around, fucking around with, yeah, I'm going to do this. Oh, oh yes, I want to be that. No, do you? Do you really? Mm. You know,
1: it's very hard to... Uh to find that motivation. I got it as well with comedy. Um, Yeah, and I think I got it because, yeah, I had done IT and realized I'd done something. Like, I here's the thing, I like IT. Uh I really like programming. I like coding, you get in there, you make some cool shit, make some app that helps you, I don't know. Uh, I still fiddle around with it and I I write some shit to help us analyze ticket sales numbers and all this. I roll all the time. Because I like it. Yeah, you roll because you want it, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like saying like, oh, here's something I really like But it's like so hard to make something you really like your job, and you've got that example of you fucked it up. Well, at least once there. Let's say with MMA, right? Yeah. Let me use fuck it up in a broad term. Like I I, fucked it up with IT. I definitely fucked it up. I really like being a hacker. I like playing with shit. I like learning about this. But my first job was like enterprise IT, Johnson and Johnson, multi international pharmaceutical department working on their document management system. We need to file our word files somewhere, help us make a better. Oh my God. And, but I didn't know you just get a job and then you go, yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm earning some good money now. Cause yeah, straight out of university, thinking just those dollar signs, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna keep working here. And then later on, I look back and I go, how fucking boring was that job? The bureaucracy of those companies. I sometimes wonder whether I would have stayed in IT if I'd worked for some cool hip startup. You never know, right? like how things would have gone, but it pushed me out because I just really didn't want to do that version of IT. Absolutely. And so you're trying MMA. It's your love. You, you, there is a love for it in there, whether you could make Absolutely. it or not, there's a love for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. But you couldn't turn that into a job. Yeah. And I think that's really hard to turn. I think that's the takeaway I'd like people to fucking get with today, that you, your first love may not be the one you make the job out of, because it's super hard to make the job out of it. i made it out of comedy, but... Geez, yeah, it's a hard road. And I've had to take a lot of hats and a lot of different things to make that happen. True. Um, but that's yeah, also
0: no. part of being a man.
1: Okay, sure. You're making choices. Right.
0: Yeah, and you're making choices in benefit of that one thought that you have, you know, whether it's, you know, it doesn't have to be comedy. It could be whatever in life. I want to be a better person. I want to be this. I want to do that. I want to go there. You know, fuck it. I want, I want to go backpack in Nepal for a year, you mm. know. If you make that choice that you're going to do that and you go to Nepal and you've, you're you going to be poor as shit, you're going to fuck up because you didn't prepare, you didn't know that you have to wear f- shoes in the morning because snakes eat your feet, whatever. <laughs> you didn't know that. Right. But for a year later, you're going to be happy that you made that choice mm. just because you, did, you You made something, right? Right. You made that, the choice. And that's how I felt with comedy. I was like, it wasn't even necessarily the comedy it was just like. Fuck, I actually, for the first time, I took full control, full responsibility of my choices. Mm. And it turned out fucking great.
1: What used to fuck me up with choices was when I was uh, back some years ago, experiencing really strong anxiety, right? Yeah. And my anxiety would ma- would come out as de- uh, decision anxiety, like you can't choose. So that thing uh, that you were just talking about, but made to an anxious level, like oh, oh, this one or that one, or this life choice or that life choice. Yeah. And, oh, that was back when I was living in Sweden, so I didn't have a full-time job, had enough money because I was a consultant on the side, but just living in this chick's apartment, not knowing what the fuck to do next, and not making a choice, and it was just pro- poking my anxiety, like, prodding it, like, Absolutely. making it go nuts, just putting a taser to it, because I couldn't, I was like, do I leave, like, my choices were... Uh, stay in Sweden that I wasn't enjoying, live with this chick, live this beautiful Swedish life, which I wasn't totally into yeah. or leave. And I'll point at this stage, I owned one Volvo station wagon. That was the limit of me. Yeah. I had nothing more in Europe. The one that Sander had for a while, the yeah. first black Volvo, that was the car. It's all I had to my fucking name, like some books, a laptop, some clothes, and I thought if I left that chick uh, I'm what have I got i got nowhere to go I'm on the other side of the world and I I have nowhere to go and eventually I made it out when springtime oh and it comes back to comedy as well this is yeah. uh, I knew I couldn't leave in the middle of winter so this is like I'm what, I'm like 10 winters in for Estonia. I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll be snow... I'll, I'll be happy in, in autumn. I'll, uh, sorry, I'll be happy in spring. There's, no, there's snow still. I don't give a shit. I'm really good with the winter now. This is winter number one, baby. It's the worst for a foreigner. It feels like it'll never end. Like the nuclear winter has come. The blinds, the darkness will never go away. Your life now is the darkness. That's what you think in March as a foreigner. Oh, that's
0: funny.
1: And I'm... I can't deal with it. I've got to leave in this darkness. I'm gonna be in some shitty fucking hotel on the outside of Stockholm, the yeah. Hotel Formula One for eighty bucks a night. That sounded worse. That sounded so depressing to me. And it took until springtime, until the sun came out again, and I was like, Oh, look, it's not Fallout seventy-six. Oh, we can live and life comes around again and the spring came. Yeah. That that was the first part that I pulled together my shit enough to do that. The second one was at the same time, uh, I, my buddy Joe Egan, a Canadian guy living in Sweden, was running a comedy show in the south of Sweden. I was in Stockholm. We'd started English clubs at almost the same time. And he was having a comedy night. And he was like, yo, why don't you come down and do some shows? We got our buddy, Phil Schwartzman, who was an American living in, in uh, Helsinki we went down and i mean i wasn't that many gigs in i'd done 40 gigs or something i don't know i've been going for 6 months or something like that but we did these shows and we had a great fucking time and it was comedy on the road and it was we five shows five cities down in the south of there mm-hmm. performing to some weird students bad setups the light doesn't work
0: so it mm-hmm. also seemed so it's kind of similar that your yeah. your dream kind of adapted to you like it followed you around until it made it comfortable enough for you to say yes in the sense to
1: it was because in, yeah, in, yeah. In, in Australia, I quit my IT job before I'd even traveled in 2005. I quit my IT job, didn't know what I was doing and had done theater production for a year. Yeah. And I was a theater producer because it seemed like the thing I could do. Like I'm a project manager in IT and shit. And I, I was like, okay, I could probably just help you out and give you a budget and stuff like that. And that was like the smallest level of organization helped this theater immensely. Exactly. And I was like, oh, fuck, I have a skill that I can give to these people they're kind of really weird and interesting and they run around like crazy people and they yell and they're emotional, but they do these amazing things like I've never experienced before. I want to help them. And then by that one year with that theater crew, hanging out with them, they gave back to me. You know, they gave me this first thing about artists, what it meant to be an artist, what it meant to, uh, you know, live that life that it wasn't just up the corporate ladder. I seriously never had someone in my life show me that before. That there could be anything else besides Lewis. Making documents for Johnson and Johnson. That's all I knew, and yeah. Even though then uh, that was that one year, and then we we s- travel to Europe, two thousand six, and then after two thousand six, I went back to Sweden to an IT job because they offered me all that money up there. But yet, living in Sweden, I flaked out of the IT, and I was like, yeah, "There's a lot of uh, stand up going on in Stockholm. That's uh, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go to try one of those open mics. I've, I've got nothing to do." Yeah. And it kept coming back that theater. And I knew how I knew something of performance through theater. So I knew something of what was happening and I knew how a show worked. I was actually organizing an English comedy show in Stockholm. It's my 10th gig and it was my own show Yeah, because I had that theater production background that went, yeah, this, this is way easier than theater. No fucking sets, no props, no clothes. People just come in. This was seemed so easy to me. Nice. I, I, I make that sound like that. I have a longer story here, how I was gripped oh, with anxiety, terrible, crippling anxiety before I did the first gig. But that's the, the biggest but, story yeah. there, right? That, um, yeah, it kept coming back into my life, uh, performance mm. and uh, yeah. Also for me to live, you, you commented that one of the things that you needed to make that jump was being outside of your culture, which implies- Well, that was an excuse. It was an excuse. That's absolutely an excuse. How so? Tell me, what do you mean by that? I should have done it here. Oh, right, 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 right. So it is an excuse, absolutely. So I made no choice. Um, right, and I'm the same. I guess, well, I was already traveling. You could have left. Could have left. You I could have
0: left that day from that girl's place. Right. Got your shit in your car and fucked off. But you but didn't. But I didn't,
1: no. not. So, for, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, wait for the springtime to come.
0: That's a thing. We oh, but here, okay, with.
1: but I'll take you on a longer story now about how to come around to that choice Uh because that's it's coming around to that choice that's taken me a fucking year to do with my personal stand-up right now and is almost culminating in this moment with you yeah Uh, because uh, it was one year ago when our uh, our dear friend had to leave Comedy Estonia and uh, due to you know stuff that she couldn't control and then I was left with no one I had no one here in this office and we were uh, we had sort of the plans for, say, on stand-up. Uh-huh. But it, I still had to book venues. I still had to do so much stuff. And there was a moment where when my colleague left. Uh, and then I was like, I have to do this. I have no other choice but to work right now. Like, if I want this, if I want this dream, if I want us to keep going. And I especially want that autumn tour to happen. I have no choice but to get up at 7 a.m. And I will work 15 hours a day. For the next whatever it fucking takes to get that tour on sale. Yeah. And then I'm going to hire someone or, you know, I'm, I'm hiring someone at the same time, but yeah. that still takes some time. You got to do the interviews. still, still takes it's... weeks. I've just got to do it today. Yeah. And that was a choice. So first of all, I made that choice. That choice was difficult, but obvious because we've come this far anyway. What was I going to do? Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah. Can't uh, do anything more because I don't fucking feel like it. No, we're not. We're doing good. Um, so I've got to make a choice in that moment but what that also meant is that I went in my life if there is a balance between the businessman and the artist I had to give all my time to the businessman to pull this if I want this whole dream to happen he has to control us for a while because he's going to get us out of this mess we're going to do the shows and we're going to eventually get the right staff on board and so that's why for a year I have been ignoring and I felt it I Feel that fucking thing you talk about that eats at you. It gnaws at you. Why aren't you creating? Why aren't you on stage? Why aren't you making choices to go on stage every night? I got to do this. And that is a real, I thought, a pretty legitimate excuse. Yeah. If I actually want my artistic career ever to exist, I have to do this for a while. Oh, absolutely. And it was hard. And it took this time... But for so long, in the middle of that year, I was wondering, where is the balance? When does it stop? Yeah. And I think that in the last few months, I've let it... First excuse that I used was that I wanted to wait till the season was over, which would be June. Mm -hmm. That seemed pretty reasonable. Working very hard. We've got to finish Sanders' tour. Finish up your tour. Let's do that. And then we know that the June, July, August... uh, some nicer times. So there was something like that. But even after the work eased up, there was still a resistance that wasn't instantly like, oh, here and here's my new stand-up. Like, first of all, there was still resistance. And secondly, I'm a year out, more than a year out, if you want to look back at my previous work, right? I got to wind up again. I got to learn skills from the ground up. Absolutely. And on top of all of that, I didn't even like who I was in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That character of Lewis, the guy who would say this Estonian thing, that Estonian thing, yeah. uh, the 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 cheap jokes, the stereotype jokes. Yeah.
0: But that's you evolving as a person,
1: right? Becoming a man,
0: so to speak. You know. So
1: I made a choice not to do those anymore, but I didn't have something else yet. That was a really hard choice. Oh yeah. I know that I can't. I just, for my love of God, I can't stand on stage one more time and say that that line I just can't sell it people I don't even believe people are buying it from me they've heard that line so often so I've got to not only come back to an art form after a year or more off but I'm coming back as a different person yeah and that was and this is why this podcast is really important to me because there's no bullshit in this podcast I have to be me this has to be Lewis this can't be that other guy saying lines and jumping up and down
0: that is a thing in comedy that is one of the most important things
1: be genuine. Be, be yourself. That's And it's and one of yes. it's, it's a hard, yeah, to... Then that's a skill. To know to that it yourself? is you.
0: Oh, absolutely. Is
1: that really you? Yeah, it's like that version of me before. I wasn't lying to absolutely. no one. That was me. Yeah, of course it was. That's one side of me. I love all those dumb jokes. Don't get me wrong. I love it, right? But that's... It's also ultimately who I want to be. Yeah. So the podcast is here to help me on stage as well, because I have to be fucking real here. True. So this is the start. If I can keep that's doing that. The beauty that, of podcasts. Beauty of podcast. Oh my god. That's, it's so nice that yeah. we have this thing that we can just hang out with everyone with and talk exactly. with and shit. Like that didn't exist.
0: And it's and it's yeah, it's yeah. that, you know it's not radio. You know, the format is so different. You know, on radio there's so many covers, so many seals, so many
1: that eight know, minutes. Like you've got to get a point across in yeah. eight minutes. Absolutely. That bit, that's the bit that because I always wanted to do radio. I used to have community radio back in Australia. I was when I was in like high school, school and shit.
0: Yeah,
1: I did community radio. <laughs> yeah. It's a all right. Any chance that you can get to get you know somewhere. I guess radio works for us because it's also like oh, I love we just talk, you know, yeah, like this. Yeah. Um this is different. and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts with like real uh, radio DJs from Australia, dudes that I respected and I knew. And I listening to hours of them talk, realizing I can't get behind your format anymore. Yeah. This eight minute structure, this corporate thing—they're all talking about their careers and the corporate, moving from radio station to radio station. Like ah, no, that's ah. what I hate. Right. All when that I, when, shit, when yeah. I don't
0: hear a person, see that's that connection, mm. right? Because that's morning radio. That's why morning radio is struggling. Yes. You know? It's because it's a, you're hearing a person in a specific format. Which can be great. They're great radio hosts. Oh, a lot yeah. of the Givis are, right. for example, in Estonia, hilarious. But now that I've listened to podcasts, I've always thought, you know, like, okay, you're You're talking about this and that. Oh, what, right. what, what, but knowing you as much as I've thought in my head, what do you actually think about this thing? Right. And if it's a three and a half hour podcast with no sponsors, nothing but... The incentive of talking, Mm. then there's no there's no reason for us to bullshit,
1: you know. I'm very I'm very compelled by this new format, and yeah, it seems to fit me. It's fit with I guess it's something yeah that's been with me since I've sixteen. I love radio, but I could never quite get down with the format well enough. Yeah, like even our first, we did a couple shows, and then my buddy and I came on the radio, and we did two of us together. And this is community radio. There's no sponsors. There's no money. There's no nothing. So we just said, look, if there's any pizza stores in the area who want to send us a couple of large pizzas, we're going to talk about you all night long. Mm-hmm. And yeah, some local pizza, the local Domino's sent us a couple of pizzas. Oh, nonstop Domino's the whole night long. We got in so much trouble for it. Yeah. But. Um, that's funny. We're also, yeah, it's also 16 year old shitheads as well. What kid we, shit. What that's shit. We that's great. <laughs> I want to, when I think about what we're trying to do with Comedy Estonia, what I'm thinking about and, now and, is. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, just yeah go ahead. Yeah. I
0: just wanted to say, you know, and that businessman, you know, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you making that, that choice. Yeah. See, that's also a thing that I've learned as well. Is that I can now also, you know, I'm going to Canada also with no. I mean, I'm gonna to have to go back to work, literal mm, work. Yeah, yeah. You know? But but I've and I and I've done some work also every once in a while, in the sense that, you know, in 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 the past three or four years. I've really, you know, took a retrospective of my younger self who used to be a bartender mm-hmm. and I've really been inspired by the people who were around me and did the hustle and worked for their dream, you know. Mm. in the sense Can you that, see
1: that in them? Like if you look at those people who inspired you back then, can you see that their life is better or their life is... Well,
0: they've, you know, there's different choices to be made. Sure, okay, yeah. Every person has different choices to be made, mm-hmm. you know. But you can learn from... But I learned from them in the sense mm-hmm. of their discipline the way they looked at work. You know, I'm going to be here for two years. What am I going to get out of these two years? Am I just going to resentfully do this? Mm. Or am I going to just do the best I can, become a better person through it? Because that's what work does as well. Being a bartender taught me, I mean, I wouldn't have never done comedy if it wasn't for bartending, you know. The social environment, Mm. the work ethic, the way you make your money only, I mean, you literally, your tips are based on how good you are but how good you are is a very loose term. Mm. I don't have to make the best cocktail. I just got to make you laugh. That yeah. was always my thing. I was yeah. a terrible bartender. I didn't know dick, man. Yeah. Were sex on, like this beach, sex of on that beach. What? Juice and vodka.
1: And they'll laugh. Boom. Yeah. And I'll give it to them. Right. It's so interesting because of this social experience that you've had. Like yeah. just person after person dealing with them. But did you have something like that in already? Because you are... What I think about you is you are just very good with people. Like you know somebody, you know a person. You mm-hmm. can, and you are good at finding their positives as well. Much more than let's say, definitely the Estonian stereotype, which True. is part of what makes you stand out here. So I do believe there's something already in your your makeup, your personality that leads you to this because you've always sort of had this. It's kind of just been learned. This is an empathy that you have, I think, inside of you. Uh, And possibly it can be like, and that's why like your skills, those skills of empathy that you have are so deeply valuable in our society. And they've taken you so far in this, you've chosen this career, yeah. but that's not often what school picks up on. School's like, do your fucking sums, do the formulas, get the physics degree and then off you go. And it's not picking up people like you with those valuable skills. But then when you became a bartender, that's just sent it fucking through the roof. Because yes. you've got this huge sample of set of people to learn from.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That's a very good point in the sense that oh, that's also to what I was saying, you know, that first month where I sold, where I actually sold and actually did something with myself during that year of working there as a bartender, you know, where I actually pulled it together and fucking did something. That control also, that and what I was saying, that's the first time I felt control in the sense that in, in, in school, you know, just by the regular business model i felt like a piece of shit mm. not mm. going to university trying to do this mma thing in the back of your head you feel terrible you know it's yeah. not like i was feeling great for the year i was doing all that uh shitty work and just i wasn't happy sitting on the toilet for 40 minutes but right. i was but i mean I, but i was giggling in the sense you know yeah you're going by each day each day is okay but exactly. when you look at the bigger picture Exactly. Well, I wasn't happy, you know. So, so what was I saying? I forgot.
1: <laughs> uh, what was I saying? I was taking <laughs> it back. No, the skills that you learn ah, as a bartender. Yes. Because Ari was okay. So you were working up until a while ago, studio. But before that, you worked at a number of places a around town as a bouncer and yeah. as a bar person. So yes. you're seeing people in their rawest, in their all the gamut of emotions yeah. through everybody.
0: And I got uh, and, and I mean the courage to even go on stage was one of the bartenders, um, no, it was the program leader, yeah, uh, Janno Janno Soar, uh, DJ Quest.
1: Okay, yeah. He was the
0: program manager for class, that was Mm -hmm. a bartender working. So he had this idea that the bartenders and uh, and the waitresses uh, should do, when a band comes on, Mm -hmm. they should do the introduction to the band. All
1: right, that's old school.
0: But you can do whatever you want, and and that's going to raise your tips. Immediately, everybody terrified. Yeah, everybody in that meeting I saw their eyes looked down and shit. And I remember in my head going like, "I kind of want to do that. That seems like fun. Let's riff some shit." You know, I asked him how long can I do. He was like, "What do you mean? How long can you do?" What's what's Can I go? Can I go over?
2: <laughs> you,
0: know, you I can mean, be liar at the end. But this was okay, before yeah, I yeah. even tried comedy, so I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't ask those <laughs> questions, but I asked. What? So he said, "Whatever you do, I did it the first night, the first time we tried it, and it was so fun. I did a joke. Yeah, I remember. I uh, there was a deal with a fedora. Okay. yeah. And as well, uh, tonight uh, we're gonna have some you know blues music. Mm. Thank you, Mr. Fedora, for showing up. You know, right. I did something like that. Yeah. People mm. laughed. And, and then Yano came up and said, hey, you, that, was, that was really funny. Like, that was very good. And then in the meeting, he brought it up and then I ended up doing them. Mm-hmm. All the time, you know. Sure. Yeah. And that was like a
1: fucking great thing. That's amazing practice. And not only that what, a, what practice. a homage to genuine stand-up comedy. That's exactly where it fucking started. Exactly. That's exact and
0: uh, yeah. yeah. And then later I found out that's exactly where it started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I would do, I mean, I wouldn't do sets, but I would do two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. And I would and then another bartender a dear friend of mine, Werner, uh him and we both got on stage and riffed sometimes. It's fucking hilarious, man. It's great. It's hilarious. It was like the truest form
1: of, of comedy that I didn't even know I was doing. You were right in there, I didn't even know. If any- you're listening at home, the way the stand up started was if you're listening at home, you could be fucking anywhere. I don't know. Still thinking I'm on radio. Uh, like the way stand up started, I would say, quite simultaneously in America and the United Kingdom. And it was those kind of jazz clubs, music clubs where, yeah, guys would get up in the middle of acts do some back announcing, exactly what Ari was just talking about. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, they worked out, gags worked. So guys are getting little routines together in between acts. Yeah, I would you have know. a thing about the tables, how they yeah. were quirky, how they were moving around, you know. And that's the perfect thing because you can practice that every night. Every night, because that's how Steve Martin got so good. Working at where it wasn't yes. Disneyland, wherever it was, I forget anyway. The yeah. theater, just doing that three times a night for fucking five years. Yeah, right.
0: And then I remember I would go to the back of the bar and watch if somebody else had to do it, and I wouldn't take their shift because everybody would beg me, take it. Yeah. yeah. And I would see fear in their eyes. Like, okay, oh, now you gotta do, do it. And I would see a thousand deaths, shaky voices and shit. I loved it <laughs> i was watching bombing people before i knew what bombing was
1: uh, wait, I'm, gonna get the, I'm gonna get
0: that second banana away oh, okay. that's so,
1: authentic.
0: <laughs> so but but now mm. you know going back uh, if i go back if, if not going back in the sense that uh, if i go to canada i will uh, go back to work
1: you yeah know? okay so you've got to go but then you but you've got I mean, you've already got in your mind, I think, I would say, knowing you quite, you know, goals about where you want to be. And I think that you know enough about the entertainment industry yeah. to know that they're reasonable goals, particularly you're at this that's level. That's the choice. And that's good because a reasonable goal, you know, achieved like a good one, but still reasonable will motivate you. Oh, exactly. Like, Fuck yeah, I'm, I'm
0: But that was that bullshit as well. You know, my motivation should have been, let's do, you know uh let's let's get some money while i work and then you know move to thailand properly like mm. like the last uh like the month that i was going to do that right i should have done that
1: earlier but i didn't Busy shit <laughs> right you said something to me yesterday because we were talking about you know you've been saving up for a while and you because when you go to canada you need some savings which is very clear and you said you're like yeah two months in canada is like one year in thailand and my first thought was, yeah, but what the fuck would you do in Thailand? This whole conversation makes that make sense now. What you said yesterday. I was like, yeah, he's just talking about Thailand again or whatever, fucking exactly. he's always talking about that shit. Yeah, right.
0: I'll always talking about that shit. Now
1: I'm um, now I get it, right? What would you do there? Exactly. Nothing. That's, that's exactly what you're referring to.
0: Yeah. You <laughs> but that's also, you know, part of human character is to do nothing, to be safe, right? Mm. You don't wanna go out. You don't want to go out to the wolves in the middle of the night, right? You don't want to... That's human nature to be comfortable. Mm. And to go against that is always difficult. But even if it turns out to be fucked, making that bad choice always feels better than not
1: making a choice at all. This is really illuminating for me because I... I guess maybe simplistically, I didn't know your full history. So I was looking back and just going, well, that dude did MMA. Oh, I bet he got his discipline from MMA... But, I mean, to a certain, you know, somewhat, it helped train you. Absolutely. But now I'm hearing the full story that actually this was a longer process before that.
0: And Uh, to some extent, MMA, you know, wrestling, particularly, jiu-jitsu, really was was a good influence as well on the side. mm -hmm. Because that was a place where I saw the exact same thing as I saw at work. mm -hmm. Guys around me, you know, I would, you know, guys around me doing maybe... They would do, uh, you know, resting for two or three years. Mm -hmm. You know, I would have a year or two on them. I would, you know, fucking steamroll them, guillotine choke them the fuck out. Then two years later, all of a sudden they're rolling better. They got new tricks up their sleeve. Another two years go past, they get their blue belt, start competing. Then, you know, three or four years later again, now that I roll with them, they're fucking... Yeah,
1: right. They're nailing you. They're killers. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's because... All this time in my head, I was thinking about the dream. I was thinking about doing this. I was thinking about doing that. I was thinking about the watches, the money, the way I'm going to do the press conference. I'm going to open up strong. I'm going to bring in, <laughs> I'm going to bring in firearms. That was my thing. I'm going to bring in firearms because you can do that legally. <laughs> the I thing up.
1: is, he's not joking, everyone. No, I'm not joking. I've known him for long my,
0: enough. That's an absolutely real dream. I'm sure he's had. That was my thing. <laughs> I'm going to be the man. 18-0, and 0, all yeah. first round finishes, mm-hmm. you know they call me uh, the bloodhound i'm going to get a face tattoo that was my thing
2: yeah right
0: but all like the while
1: i thought it through with such detail
0: all of all while this is going on i'm doing shit yeah. all the while i'm thinking of this the instructor is showing the arm bar yeah. that i'm supposed to be yeah, fucking okay, lit. Yeah. the fuck but this fucking nerdy kid next to me Boom. he's listening every practice and yeah. he's here you know 90 like they would say in wrestling 90% of the work is showing up that's mm. a fact if you don't show up, you can't improve. Same thing with comedy. Yeah. Don't write, not gonna get better. I'm
1: super fascinated by uh, BJJ, by Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yes. I don't I've never done it, but now well, I'm you, start, yeah, I'm, to I'm looking around. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm looking around at the people that influence me, and so many of them do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So yeah, podcast, Jiu. Rogan, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Jocko, Amazing. all huge on it. But then I'm looking to some of my old friends. I'm thinking of my friend, Rob, uh, who's living in California. He's rolling with, I think a fucking blue belt now or something, like a guy I went to school with. And I'm like, there's something to it. And not only am I, not only, I mean, that could be anything these guys have, right? And, um, but more than that, when they talk about it, it's so technical. He talks about this move, then that yeah. move, then this one. And I'm like, this is fighting I can get behind. I'm not some brute force guy, right? But I like strategy and tactical shit and thinking it through. And I'm like, yeah. I can do that with like a physical thing too? Absolutely. Oh, that's suddenly really appealing to like, yeah, to think that I can apply that brain shit to this. Yeah. So, look, I, I didn't run, jump in yet, but I'm trying to find some time how i could fit possibly that into my life
0: oh absolutely it's just a good system that's what it should you know it's it's um who said it with uh it's it's chess uh with uh with serious physical ramifications right i love that idea it's it's you you know Mm. throughout life you make choices but you don't get slapped on the fingers for some of the ones that are aren't so good yeah that's how people end up as pieces of shit Mm. They keep making choices and nobody around them tells them they're wrong. You know, they're getting coked up, partying, being assholes throughout their whole life. Mm. You know, and nobody you know, gives them th- that reality check, so to speak. And then they end up fucked up, yeah. you know, in Jiu Jitsu. That's physical. that's just that's just, a, you know, the way the way you roll. The, mm. When you fuck up, you get caught in a submission. You feel physical pain. Mm. You feel tired. You feel sweaty. You know, there's a sweaty man in his pajamas choking the fuck out of you. I had a gig. I had a gig two weeks ago. Remember Uplate? Remember late. Remember, Uplate? Remember yeah. that? Before that, I went to Wrestle... At William, Oh, right? yeah,
1: yeah, you're all sweaty and shit in your Instagram, yeah. Yeah,
0: I went in oh, there, yeah. everybody was like, oh, all the old dogs were like, this motherfucker. <laughs> all the guys that I used to, that yeah. I used to choke pretty hard and be a dick to. Mm, yeah, they're and now all,
1: they're on Mr. Fucking Fancy Podcast. Motherfucker, and, Mr. and they're all purple
0: belts. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. Dumbass yeah, use this in one of your routines. Uh, uh, choked me, raped me, <laughs> fucked me didn't call me just mistreated me the whole time and i remember there was a point yeah there was blood in my mouth because I was gasping for air so bad i was yeah. fucked up but i loved it but i i love rolling anyway yeah. and and when when you get used to that pain when you get used to the you know you get calluses that's also a thing you learn you get calluses right mm-hmm. everywhere
1: it's, um so the metaphors are never ending with
0: jiu-jitsu oh absolutely is <laughs>
1: a metaphor oh my Caluses. god Calluses, exactly. every one of these things is a metaphor for life that you're describing exactly oh my god
0: and then I did a set later with, you know, I had all my toes fucked. Did I show you how
1: <laughs> fucked up my toes uh, that's were? That's why you are waving your fucking feet around backstage. He's yeah. waving, he's got his shoe off and he's waving his feet around. I'm like, what the fuck? Put this piece of shit away. Yeah. Now I get, okay, we're uh, talking about. mass
0: and I felt great because <laughs> now I'm getting calluses. The next time I'm going to go back, Can't be better. (laughs) So anyway, I was, yeah, and I was, Dumbat was cross-facing me, which is a fucked up move where you don't have any options. It's not a submission. It's just a very dominant from side control. Mm -hmm. I remember just being under there and just thinking like, wow, this feels amazing. Yeah. Because I know that this pain is going to benefit my mentality later Mm -hmm. just because I know that this is, you know, this is part of the thing to deal with stress. You know,
1: because you're so experienced with it, though, you know, like, you know, the things that you need to fix yourself. Exactly. Like, I know that if I've had a bad week or something, if I feel, if I feel like nothing else, I'm a complete piece of shit. Put Joey's podcast on. Listen to Jocko. You're not feeling inspired. You listen to fucking Jocko Wilnick. You will be up and ready. Like, even for two hours, you'll lay there like a piece of shit. But then slowly you will get up and you'll make the bed and you'll do something Like I know that I can do that. I know that there's a bunch of things that I can do to reset and feel better again. But I think maybe if you just you're younger, you don't know the things, the tricks to like make that will make you feel better. Exactly. Because you you
0: don't even know yourself. Yeah. Right. You don't even know the instrument you're trying to train. (laughs) Because I, I thought I was a fucking retard. (laughs) I thought I was a genuine fucking retard Mm -hmm. until I was like 22, and I was like, okay, I'm a retard. Um, I got some I know about something right yeah but, okay. okay and that's what it is
1: man it's nice man Whoo! fuck there's so much shit I want to talk about but I don't know we're getting to it what do we got we're out of fucking cocoa butter our special fluffy cuck cocoa butter's done we've still got bananas here
0: we still got some good ass stuff
1: uh-huh let's get some of that going then How long do you need? When do you need to get out of here, bro? I
0: got another 45 minutes. Okay,
1: let's talk for a bit more. We got Got some shit. I'm fucked. Like, because, okay, let's bring it back around to the podcast then. Sure. So, where it came from, because, so by the time you're starting the podcast, you've already done comedy. I mean, you know, you got a little bit there with it, you at least grinded away, you're back here. Yeah. And you were still with your podcast, just like doing Matty podcast, right? Yeah, just yeah. yeah. On your Ari's own. podcast, right? Ari's podcast, Matty
0: podcast before that, <laughs> MMIT podcast before that, Myron and Dari Matty's podcast before that, bro. I've done some, I've done some shitty ass things, but right. that's kind of it,
1: right? Like you did those hours mm-hmm. of oh, just whatever. Like you interviewed me, you interviewed everybody else, but you had yeah. a long time. You were just talking to yourself yeah for a long time yeah I was yeah, yeah. how was that's tell that's, us about that it was very hard
0: how many man. episodes did you do Like, a, I did like 25 I think fuck
2: okay. that was tough man yeah
0: and I can't listen to them bro <laughs> cause you know I'm a changed person
1: yeah. you know you
0: change all the time and listening to you it, it's difficult but it's definitely something that have any
1: of the new Tusi Soyod fans gone back to that and like reference something some
0: yeah so the, uh, <laughs>
1: And, uh, and it's, it's been funny, but some people
0: do give me encouragement emails when they go like, Oh shit, I listened to some of your old ones. Oh. And, uh, and they were like, Oh, it's so interesting listening to an episode. That's five years ago
1: before you started comedy or something or yeah. six years ago. Right. And they go, that's oh. an amazing, like documenting. Wow. Yeah. Right. And they're already at that stage. You're trying to, even before the comedy, you're trying to be open. Because it's podcasting. It's being open. It's like trying. Talking, trying. Well, trying. at least trying to be open. Yeah. So you grinded away for a long time doing that. And you didn't promote that very much. No. Okay. Because I knew who was talking. <laughs> shit. But you understood on another level that you needed to do it. So Absolutely. Just uh, because because I knew
0: because I knew if a year from now, if a year from now,
1: mm.
0: I've done 10 episodes of a piece of shit, whatever podcast. Is it going to be a, make me a better podcaster? Probably. Is it going to make me a better comic? Sure. You're going to have some fucking fucked up to-
1: conversations in your head. Mm-hmm. So why not? But that's hard. Like, come. Let's come back to the social pressure thing again. Back amongst you know people, we, especially in this small country. But, like, but I made the choice. It's yeah, all Right. Okay. Comedy. Okay. It's, all yes. for, comedy. Mm-hmm. Okay. it's all for
0: comedy. Somebody goes. Listen. Yeah. Hey. Right. Let's see the see the, see the plank over there on the <laughs> sea going. Uh, going towards the fucking... What's the waterfall, right? <laughs> the sharks, yeah. See your mom on there, right? All right, you go for your mom or you go for the spot?
1: Yeah.
0: I go for the spot. <laughs> I'm going to do comedy. Because that I, decision was that so choice. strong. Fun. That, was, that, was,
1: that was a bad example. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My mom. All of a sudden, mom's into it. I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, maybe
0: yeah. I'll call in the 815 spot. Maybe I'll call Can I get a later spot? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, in in, so to speak... If you made that choice, yeah. I made that choice a couple of years ago and every choice on from that has been for that one question yeah. and I have no regrets, so fuck them all because that's the choice. I made a choice. Sure. If I'm going to be on a bench when I'm 40, fuck it.
1: Did you make an... Okay, then. Cool. So, But did you have any plan of your weight like, oh, I'm going to do 20 or I'm going to do 30? Like, Or is it just you have the faith in yourself? That if I do these fucking podcasts, something's going to come from it. Yeah, exactly. Because if I'm at 50 episodes in and I'm still dog shit and nothing's happened, you know, I, well, not 50, maybe 50, maybe I shouldn't put a number on that, right? But, you know, things will happen when you work. You can't go fishing unless you're there. All right, this is true.
0: Yeah, you can't go fishing unless you're there. And you don't go fishing, uh, an experienced fisherman will say, you don't go fishing knowing that you're going to catch the biggest fish ever. You just go, right? and that's that's all that it, i'm i'm doing with comedy as well i don't know if i'm going to crush i don't know if i'm going to make a special i don't know if this podcast's going to work i don't know if this thing that i'm doing right i don't know if this plane's going to crash. i don't know nothing right <laughs> so it's a very binary choice so to speak yeah. you know it's a realistic dream
1: right. i'm just going to get as good as i right. as i'm going to get uh, as i can sure sure okay all right so we can say that there's a choice and i'm i'm, I'm getting you with that like that's also why i should talk into the microphone <laughs> Uh, why I'm doing this podcast. Yeah. Because to make myself have this extra outlet, I need this extra outlet and I want, I feel like it's really going to help me. Like I'm making a choice to do this podcast. Um, and I've been thinking about it for so long. Like we're not even talking about, I think the relief that you get when you make a decision. Like when you find a way through it, I'm not even saying like, you can say, I want to fix something, but you may not have a solution to it yet. Like with the company this season, I was feeling stressed. I was feeling overwhelmed. I was feeling like, yeah, I wasn't getting back to my comedy dream Uh and I was just getting drowning in this administrative stuff. Uh, you can wonder where's your way out of it, um, and eventually I did, eventually I did work my way out of it, but you don't, I can know that I went out of it, but I didn't have the solution. The solution took me a while longer. It took me until I had some days off, I sat back and I went, what's my real problem here? Oh, money. I need someone to help us with the money, right? And then, all this shit faded away instantly. All this stress, all of this just pressure that I had, somehow I hit it. I don't know how, but I knew first the problem, but that, solution took me several months more to work out and also needed the time and space. Like sometimes that's that coming back to that finding the right amount of time to just work at it for a while, knowing that it will come eventually. I knew the problem, but I had to also have the faith that if I just keep working at this, I, I always find the answer. We always find the answer when we work together and if we haven't found the answer... You know what I bet it is? I bet that Lewis has kept this problem in his fucking head for too long. And it's been rolling around in his dumb brain for a while. And then as soon as he starts talking about it to his friends, start talking to Merrily, hey, I got this stress, what do you think? Start talking to my friends who work in startup incubators and companies and stuff. Go have a coffee with them. I go, I got issues with my company. How can you help me? They give me advice. And I'm like, why didn't I just fucking talk to you three months ago? Yeah. I would have saved myself three months of this because I didn't make the choice to try and fix it. And I thought that fixing it was going to be extra effort. So let's say I'm already working at 120%. And then you go, hey, Lewis, do this extra work of fixing this thing. You're like, oh, fuck. I'll just do it later. Fuck it. I'll just get through it, right? Yeah. Not knowing that if I had actually fixed that thing, I would have solved so many more. All my stress problems would have been relieved knowing that. So I'm always, I'm much more comfortable these days working in the gray in the middle of things. And that's just what comes with experience as an artist to know how much gray is too much. Mm-hmm. Because usually if you work just you know if I just get into the gray area work as hard as I can on that something's going to come from that.
0: Yeah. You, you, you open yourself up uh, uh, what, what, was the, what was the saying that you were fucking um, can't remember.
1: <sighs> Sorry bro I'm gone dude. Whoa.
0: Yeah there was a saying something. anyway but you know what you can also do? <laughs> What's that? You can kill yourself. <laughs> any time, yeah. That's an amazing <laughs> relief to have <laughs> Do you
1: <clears throat> Okay I'm going to stop coughing Because no I want to talk to no <laughs> you I want to talk to you about this Because you... I genuinely believe that also and, But this is a really sensitive topic Because no one wants to talk about this in society And there's no doubt Let's preface all of this by going It's a terrible thing when someone takes their own life That is horrible mm. But we're talking about the thought process of it mm. And how that can give you relief in some situations. Absolutely. Yeah. Feels great.
0: I remember... I
1: got the build-up. I got the, build up, I was I got the tension. Boom. No, beautiful. I,
0: was a, I, was a, I'm a, I remember being a kid and, and uh, looking over. <coughs> uh, we were on a ferry to, to uh, Stockholm, I think. Mm-hmm. And I looked over the ferry over the side. Uh, and, and I remember looking in the water, seeing the water drifting away. I remember just being like 10 years old and being like, what if I just found you? If I just jump, I don't have to go to the birthday,
1: Mm.
0: you know, the retarded cousin's birthday that we're fucking going to. (laughs) Sure, I want to go to Stockholm, but we ain't going to the Action Man store. (laughs) We're going like Stockholm and then straight on a car to fuck Mountain Uh. with relatives who I don't give a fuck. This
2: sucks. Mm.
0: So if if I just over I go. That's all I got to do. And I just remember giggling to myself, like a 10-year-old kid. <laughs> just giggling to myself, being like, this is like a weird thought to have. Yeah.
1: And, uh... I have that. I feel... Like, when I was in the hardest bits of my anxiety, I was like, I think I just want this to end. I think I've had enough of this anxiety. If someone can just give me... Problem is, I'm a pussy. So, you know, I don't actually take choi- uh, make choices. There you are. I didn't make a choice to step towards that. Yeah. But that moment... Um, but also what got me through those times when I was super anxious and the right in the middle of that crap was just going... <laughs> now that
0: I think about a conversation, this is terrible advice.
1: <laughs> it's make a
0: choice. Making a bad choice is better than making no choice. Because there's some dude listening to this going like, hold on. It's yeah. either 40 years of more terror
1: and regret and anxiety, or <laughs> I just... So, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but I get you that it can seem like an attractive offer in difficult times. It's beautiful. It's beautiful we have a way out. <laughs> right. Think if we didn't, think if we
0: didn't have a way out, mm. I'd be fucked. Think about it. Yeah. If you didn't have a way That's out. That's it. Not all all can you do can is do exist. is just wait. Yeah. I mean, you'll die of old age. Yeah. But let's say, not all age, let's say 80 years, that's what they give you. Like like our species, That has a, you'd be fucked. I'd have so much anxiety. <laughs> I'd if, have so much anxiety of like, if I get hit by a truck and I break my back, mm. I'm going to be on a wheel. Okay, let's say that's an option. All right, that's fucked up. But not, not only that, yeah, if I do comedy for 40 years. That's half my life, yeah. right? And I got to live another 40 with our comedy
1: fuck that
0: yeah because yeah or with comedy but not not succeed right right yeah but okay. now but you know we have a way out i can just start mm. doing cocaine until the wheels come off <laughs> and i that's what i mean i don't mean suicide that i'm going to jump off right, yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean I th- yeah okay. i mean like self destruction that's mm. what i feel you know it's sad and it's terrible but that's a very I don't know, in my head, I'm always romanticizing, like, just fucked up, life. like, I don't know. There's always something romantic when I meet somebody who's fucked up their life completely. Mm. Like a, like when I was backpacking at hostels, oh, you, see something. you meet, you you meet see these 50-year-old true. guys who are shaking. Yeah. And you go, yo, bro, why are you shaking? And they go, I lived in Vietnam and did opium. 22 years, <laughs> I don't feel my face. I don't have a dick. I shit out of my mouth or whatever, yeah. you know.
1: But you know what they always have? They always have a smile because they went through. Because <laughs> they, they had an experience. Yeah. Oh, that's they've a, that's had experiences in their life, which is one thing. I mean, there's something to be said for them. I'm not condoning not Absolutely. It, but, like, they, but they made choices. They were bad. Right. The fucking choices. But they made choices. That dude to
0: hang out with is way better. Well, I started a 401k. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or I started a revolution in Chile in the yeah. 70s. Right. Yeah, I
0: sucked dick for 20 years. I got HIV in my ass. <laughs> I got everything. I got AIDS 2.0. That's the guy I want to hang out with. Not, yeah, not fuck, but I want to hang out with (laughs) because he's got stories and shit. Yeah. And just meeting people. I always had like that, you know, you can always do that. Just go off the rails.
1: Mm. You know, just sell everything. But it's, yeah, it's the sense of relief. You want that there can always be a relief somehow, which I I think is a powerful thing. I think because if we're taking a risk, we want to know there's some parachute, like even to have, and if that's, we'll take any parachute. Death? Okay. Maybe that's it. Fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I always try to have, at least in theory, you know, I don't mean cash. I mean, like if I have a MacBook, that's mm-hmm. at least a grand that I know. And I always give myself the relief of like, I can go to Thailand mm-hmm. if I have a thousand euros yeah, all, yeah. at any time. Yeah. If I have that cash, I can just wake up in Bangkok, go to an island high five one of those guys yeah that i met that did it all like i knew an american dude that murdered somebody in cambodia yeah and then he fled to thailand and he lives
1: there jesus he's waving at him across the border and fucking and he loves it dude he says
0: i made some mistakes i fucked up uh, but i now live with that choice and i'm on this island trying to just you know value my time on this planet that's all i can do you know i fucked up and i and i I'm going to go up to him. We're going to fucking finish. That's yeah, the end. And
1: right, is your bailout. We've got like, well, most of my bailout was, it used to be, oh, I'm going to go back to IT. Like, I kept that for ages. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just going to go back to IT. And, oh, like, I'll
0: definitely have to And then at this moment, you go like,
1: you'll go like, I'm never like, I'll pretty much suck a dick before I have to go back to IT at this stage. Like, you remember how, like, that thing that you thought, like, because that was the. I use that as my parachute, like my, that thing, like, Oh, don't worry about it. You'll always go back to it. So it served its purpose. Yeah. But after a while you're like, that's never going to happen. And I hear it time and time from people. They're always like, Hey, some people, you know, they talk to me about, Hey, I'm going to make a jump and I'm going to get out of the office job and do that. I'm like, Oh, but I've got this. And like, trust me, dude, you will never need that parachute. If you have genuinely put your heart and soul into it, I, you need it. I'm not saying, I'm not telling everyone don't go out there and, tell your boss to go fuck yourself and burn the bridges and everything, right? But I just betcha, you, betcha, you, betcha you, you never use whatever your parachute is, whatever the thing you like think is like, I'll just go back to that. I'll just go back yeah. to bartending. I'll just go back to... Well, now you're a bad example because you're going back to bartending. But it's a Maybe, different... Maybe, but it's a parachute still. In, in the sense that... Well, well, there it is. You are using your parachute. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe because- I don't have to. Who knows? Who knows?
0: I don't fucking know. Sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'll suck a dick get some spots <laughs> go fuck man
1: oh dude I gotta I gotta I'm I'm gonna obsessively listen back to this and listen to I'm too I don't know sometimes I go too deep and I'm like how was I in that thing and how did I how did the conversation flow I'll probably develop a an analyzing graph or something to work out how much of each of us yeah. talked for this are you gonna put the weed on the graph <laughs> throughout that's
0: right. this podcast, that out. that's not important if you gave me research about yeah. this conversation and you left out that little nugget <laughs> I'd be very upset I would understand yeah guys were banging their heads on tables you're like what the fuck <laughs> well they were doing crack ah.
1: I think also there's been a lot of noise outside for this one because uh, yeah, we, we just it. Could, it was so fucking hot it's like that it's all hot and muggy outside it's a, how beautiful is the summer oh though? my god this summer tour was great we've been having such a good time oh, all the shit happened on the summer tour as soon as we left we did hey, two beautiful. do you know moments. the car broke down as soon as we left? As soon as we left. As soon as we left. Yeah. Fuck. The van broke
0: down. Things 34 like degrees and Weinbergs. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Can you imagine <laughs> Where that?
1: Where is it? Where do we go now? What? No. Yeah.
0: No mm. wonder Ardo goes on long walks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's really good with an axe. You've seen those pictures of him. Right. He just spends all his time in the gym. Mm.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, he's fucking it up. Oh, dude. What was your... Uh, I wanted to know. You... I mean, you didn't get too fat on summer tour. How did you do? What was your thing? Bro. You, you see, you see, you secretly cut back on things. It could be beer. I was trying to work out. Was it beer? Was, a, was it food? What did I'm you? A, yeah, I'm a secretive guy in the sense that you know, I
0: don't. If you watch me,
1: yeah.
0: if I eat, I eat a lot, right? But I, I mean, I take long breaks from eating.
1: Yeah. Yes. Know? I saw this. Yeah,
0: and I also look at. I mean, I look at sugar. That's what all I look at. That's basically my thing as well. But I'm also using my genetics for sure. Because I've watched people eat me, like me. Yeah, okay. And never shit happens to them.
1: I mean, genetics and years and years of training. You've been, you know, semi-professional, professional at it, actually, right? So, there's also that. That changes your whole body in kind of ways as well. Because I was like, yeah, I mean, I have a problem, which is we have a little smoky-doke after the show, and then I do not stop eating. Like, just love it so much. And I'm eating, like, to get a thing, to get a, like, a good feeling or something like that, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I've usually I'm really strict and I don't have food around and I make sure, you know, otherwise I'm just going to eat down the house. But... but that's control. Yeah.
0: If I, get, if I, I mean, if I get on, if I get on a roll, <laughs> I, remember, I remember a month ago I ate 16 nuggets, right? I opened up. Yes. 16 <laughs> nuggets, two max Sundays. Then I got a free Big Mac.
1: Yeah, what night was that? I remember that night. Yeah,
0: remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were. That was maybe two months, two
1: or three months ago. We were in, in Tons. Yeah, we were in Parano, I think. Right, Parano, yeah. Because I think we in our summer tour. We we were ripping through all of us like a hundred euros a day worth of food. Like, oh yeah, all these. But I mean, we have got boys, big boys who all want to eat. And all we're all having a party every night. We all want to eat all the time. Yes. And we've got Chef Igus there like, yes. make me some more meat. And he's like, really, he loves getting on the grill. And yeah, it's hilarious. everything he's ever done has come out really good. So you've got this expert chef it's- and tons of meat and uh, we eat.
0: Yeah, it's hilarious. But you got to do that. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, you got to fucking do that.
1: Oh, yeah. That's what you guys have taught me, which is like the that you've got to relax. Sounds like a bit double you gotta relax and you gotta enjoy it. You know but who told not. me that? Mikael. Yeah. yeah shit. Mikal is the black belt <laughs> of relaxing. You have no
0: idea I'll ask him, Bro, what you doing on Friday? He goes, No, I'm busy. I go, what you doing? You staying at home, right? He goes, Yep. Yeah. Taking a shower. Taking a shit. Staying at home. What are you doing later? I don't know. He might take another shit. He might take another shell. He's a but but it's a beautiful thing in the sense yeah. that he's really uh he's he he's one of the uh people there's a couple of people that I've met that I, that really know how to kind of live or so to speak, enjoy some things in life. Mm-hmm. There's people who enjoy finer things like cigars that I meet. And I, all of a sudden, oh, I'm into cigars. Not because I wanted to enjoy cigars, mm-hmm. but because their passion just shines almost yeah, so so bright yeah. that I feel that and just that experience now, mm-hmm. you know. I, I met a cigar guy in Croatia. Yeah. Talked talk to me for three hours. I'm hooked. Nice. I'm hooked like, now. Yeah, why not? And get into it. it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, get into it. And Mikos taught me the same about relaxing okay just a black belt of just taking it easy
1: yeah like and we be talking sitting on the couch are we talking watching TV what's going on in this time just, period
0: just just, you know like just anything like oh what what am I gonna do, do tomorrow yeah. yeah we'll see okay
1: you know yeah we'll he doesn't seem like a stressed person
0: yeah no no no, no. Yeah. yeah there could be there could be a fire <laughs> Chernobyl <laughs> this is right here sure Chernobyl <laughs> melting people mm-hmm. And he'd be, well, you know, I'll just sit here. We'll see how it plays out. Well, it's easy. That's, mm. that's his motto. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, we'll right. see how this plays out. <laughs> he's the guy who will be walking there. If he wasn't walking there, he'd been mm. season 27. Because right. somehow he's just going right. to see he's, how shit plays he's out. hanging <laughs> back. Yeah, he's he's, no, he's yeah. hanging back. He ain't <laughs> killing nobody. Well, he kills.
1: Sure, but you know, only when he has to. It's the last moment. Moves. Yeah. Yeah, he kills that's when it. he wants to. Not when he has to. <laughs>
0: boom that's a beautiful thing.
1: <sighs> all right, dude, you got to go do some shit because you're leaving for Canada. Fucking I am leaving for Canada. Dilly. Yes, I am.
0: All right, all right, bro. We'll
1: have we'll have our half a fag fucking moment at the airport. Yeah, it's all good.
0: It was a good podcast. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, on. Thanks I for coming it. on,
1: bro. All right, let's rock it out. Have Thanks, a, everyone.
0: No, no worries. Have a great time. You know, if you gotta kill yourself. <laughs> Just be a gentleman about it no. Don't do no fancy stuff. You want you know when people do fancy
1: stuff. Sure. Yeah. You know why are you trying to make a spectacle? Stay in life. Somebody's gonna if, if you're trying your to make a spectacle, you can make a way off. better spectacle in real life, right? You want to do it, just do it. Just uh, don't be a faggot. Sit on the sit on the chair. Just walk
0: into a yeah. just walk into a river. Yeah. Walking never come, come back. Just walk. Never yeah. come back. Leave the keys. <laughs> Leave some cash right. for the wife. Leave some cash for somebody. Yeah, come on. If You don't have a wife. You know. If you're a wife and you're killing yourself, do her first. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. I mean, might as well. I totally get You know when uh, those, uh, uh, when, when it's those like triple homicides where a dude kills his whole family? The whole thing. I again, totally right? get it. Oh, he snapped one. Because I'm going, going out. I'm taking all you right, motherfuckers. We're all going
1: on a family fuck holiday. Fuck you.
0: Yeah, fuck Upstairs. everybody. Yeah, everybody. Clank, <laughs> clank. <clang>. Everybody's <laughs> getting it, dude. I'd wait for the cops, get a cop. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm braving the fuck out of
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's do it, baby. Thank you. Thank you, everybody.